What's poppin' everybody? It's your boy Cisco Lucci. It's March 16th, 2019, a new episode of the Mouthpiece Hustlers podcast. Enjoy. So for everybody who already is familiar with me, um, appreciate you guys tuning in and keep keep on listening. Tell your friends, tell your families, uh, tell your co-workers, tell the people that you hate and you like talking shit to that uh, this podcast, the Mouthpiece Hustler podcast, is the thing to hop on. Um, as always, I always encourage dialogue, opinions. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, I want to know who's listening. So always feel free to uh, call in, you know, ask a question things that you're interested in, whatever you want to talk about, things that I should check out, always open to that. Um, But I want to kind of start this off by giving my condolences to um, a few people impacted by some tragedies um, from the past, you know, year to recently, as you guys know, the New Zealand uh, mass homicides that occurred, the mass shooting uh, act of terror that was done by that white nationalist. Uh, definitely want to give a uh, a prayer to all my Muslim brothers and sisters out there around the world uh, that are being um, scrutinized, being persecuted for their differences in their beliefs in their uh, homes. You know, even though um, people don't look the same, you know, on the surface, deep down inside, we all believe the same color. We all have the same organs. Um, we all come from the same creator. Um, also want to give my condolences out to the Stefan Clark family. Um, for the past year, they have been fighting a tough fight. Um, you know, it's just sad to see that the institutions that were placed to be for the people have failed the people. And, you know, there's not really much I can do on my end other than, you know, spread awareness and talk about uh, certain aspects of injustices, you know, just to inform people of the realities of certain communities and what they face. Um, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not a valid reality. There's people that see, you know, colors that other people can't. There's people that can see and other people can't. There's people that can hear and other people can't. There's people that can talk and other people can't. So just because it may not be a reality for you does not dismiss it as invalid. So I just want to send out my condolences to the Clark family and what they've been going through and hopefully that they find their justice some way, somehow, um, through the power of God, um, regardless of faith you know, denomination or whatever it may be. Like I said, we all come from the same creator. We are going to have our judgment day, you know, and we're all going to have to own up to the consequences of our actions, you know, in our life. Um, And it's, you know, no one's responsibility to determine uh, when life starts and when life begins. Um, Unless, you know, you have that authority, you know, and you've earned that authority. But in this case with the Stefan Clark incident, um, it was just tragic to see that, like I said, the institutions that were placed to protect the people have failed the people, and um, definitely some changes need to be to be made to our um, justice system, especially as a Sacramento resident. That's just heartbreaking. You see this happening all over around the country in the United States, and you would never think that you know one day it's going to happen in Meadowview, you know, the neighborhood that I grew up in. And sure enough, it did. And Satsi was someone that really impacted a lot of people's lives in a positive way and 
have that strong connection to the community. So, again, my condolences out to the Stephon Clark family. Um, moving on from that, I do want to touch on a couple topics today um, on a lighter note. Um, some things that I've been thinking about and some things that have been happening recently in my life personally. For those of you that do listen, um, I haven't been able to do my podcast as often as I would like, but some news. Um, recently, I resigned from my um, job that I had um, when I first launched this podcast um, from AAA. Uh, walked away from that job, received a new opportunity to open my own franchise for as an insurance agent. Um, running my own office and if all goes well that will be set into motion hopefully by the end of April Um, I'll be opening up my office here in the Northern California region Um, so still going to be in insurance still be consulting on insurance needs and services and strategies Um, other things as well I'm actually going to be joining a board of directors for a nonprofit group called Purple Tree Cafe organization Um, they're a nonprofit that will be helping um, put people with disabilities back into the workforce. Um, You know, people that have intellectual disabilities, people that have physical disabilities, um, you know, disabilities come in all forms, shapes, sizes, you know, and sometimes you don't notice someone has a disability until you actually get to know them. And what caught my eye about this organization was their mission because they're not looking for a handout they're looking for sufficiency they're looking for um, self-reliance and they're looking for you know that just that humanity that we all enjoy from interacting with you know people that you know service our food at restaurants people that take our orders people that clean up after us you know um, the transactions when we're purchasing items and services and goods the humanity that comes in with the decency and the self-respect knowing that this person is giving their time to make sure that I have convenience and that I have uh, a commodity that I'm interested in so it's good to see that there's an organization that I can be a part of that actually does this um So there's going to be a lot more that I'll be touching on um, in these coming weeks. I have a meeting coming up on Tuesday where we'll be discussing the strategies to help bring awareness to the Purple Tree Cafe organization and their mission. You can check them out at purpletreecafe.org if you want to know more about them. And if you want to make any donations, I strongly encourage that you just check them out and see what they're about. They're located out of Davis, California. So, you know, their cause, you know, how can you hate it? Pretty much is, you know, you you gotta you gotta respect people that are doing something positive, and um, you know I, I I'm glad that I got offered the opportunity to be able to bring my my uh, expertise and my you know knowledge and, and what I know and how to raise funds and how to uh, market and how to develop brands and how to strategize. So I'm very excited for that opportunity. Um, another thing we'll be talking about this episode uh, March Madness NBA playoff predictions I want to get into some sports and then I want to talk about um, some upcoming events and some business as well I'm talking about like stocks um, because we all know that this economy is booming I'm not sure if you guys checked your 401k but my portfolio went up by 10% which is nice you can never be mad at making a little bit more money for your retirement Um, And I also want to talk about um, some just social awareness issues that are going on today. I think we could do a much better job of coming to understanding. And one of my examples that I'll be using um, in this episode is Killer Mike's Netflix series. Um, That's called Trigger Warning. Definitely check it out. Um, But without further ado, 
Let's kick it off with our first segment. We'll talk about the March Madness playoff predictions next. So this NBA playoff season has been one for history, I should say. A lot of drama. Yeah, LeBron James and the Lakers with collusion. Whole M- you know NBA media trying to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Just crazy. But um, nonetheless, let's just talk about these playoff predictions. Because right now, as it stands on the Eastern Conference, uh, you have the Bucks in first place. You have the Raptors in second place. Behind by only three games, really. Um, and then you have the Sixers, you have the Pacers, you have the Celtics, Pistons, Nets at seven, and then Heat at eight. Um, or I should say Heat and Magic pretty much are at eight. And then you have the Hornets uh, right behind at ten. Magic right now at number nine. Heat is placed at eight. But the way I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now, really the way how the Bucks were playing uh, this past week and how the Raptors been playing this past week, um, I really think there's a chance that the Raptors might, might, I'm not saying it's for sure, but just the way it looks, might fall to the third seed. I can I can definitely see the 76ers closing out the season with the second seed. Um, and that's actually a good thing. Because if the Bucks clinch the first and they take home court advantage through the Eastern Conference playoffs, Right, and the Raptors fall to third. The Raptors will be playing the Pistons, and I think that's a favorable matchup for the Raptors to go against the Pistons rather than the Sixers going against the Pistons. Um, I can see the Pistons being that sleeper team more so than any other of the teams that are in the Eastern Conference uh, playoff contention. I see the I see the Heat um, probably making it past the first round, um, but again the Magic are right there, so there's a chance that the Magic or either the Hornets really could clinch that eighth seed. And Dwayne Wade might have his last season just be a bust. I mean he's been playing well, it's just that the team around him hasn't been able to be consistent as he, as he is. Um, the Celtics are in fifth place. I can see them passing up the Pacers for that fourth spot. I don't really see them making a run for uh, the third seed, really. Uh, the Bucks are going to have to face the eighth seed anyways. So that's an easy win for them to get to the second round. Um, if the Sixers get that second seed, they're going to be going up against either the Nets or the Pistons, whoever. Because the Pistons and the Nets are like right there. They're neck and neck. They're interchangeable. And then there's some distance between the Pistons and the Celtics so all the teams after the fifth spot are pretty much playing for for the last four spots um, the first four teams are pretty much playing within each other to clinch some security um, as far as favorable matchups so that's why I say the Raptors would want to fall to the third seed because then they'll get the Pistons the Sixers would want to clinch a second seed because then they would get the Nets and that's just a but just a much better matchup for them. The Bucks they have nothing to worry about. Pacers and Celtics, 
um, will be, you know, interchangeable. So either Celtics get matched up, you know, um, with either the Nets or the Pistons or the Pacers get matched up with either the Pistons or the Nets or the Heats, whichever one out of those three. Now, the Western Conference is a little bit much more hard to predict just because there's a lot of anomalies that if I'm saying that right, <laughs> that are that are going on here because you have the Kings that are seven games behind the Clippers, and the Kings could just play as spoilers at this point. I don't think they really have a chance to whether the Clippers been playing. The Clippers been playing like this is it or nothing, and they're playing to to prove that they're a they're a hot spot for a free agency. So I don't really see the Kings making it to the eighth seed this year. Um, or I should say the playoffs this year, but I see them spoiling some some hopes as far as um, seeding goes. Because you have the Warriors just one game ahead of the Nuggets, right? And they beat the Rockets. You also have, um, I'm looking here, you also have the Rockets at number three, um, and they're four games behind. The Trailblazers are right there with the Rockets, and they had a really good game against the Rockets too so I can see the Rockets falling down to number four more so than the Nuggets falling down to number four a lot of people are saying that the Nuggets are going to clinch that second seed I really don't see that happening I I see um you know I see the the Portland Trailblazers really um just giving it their all and trying to get as as high up in the seating as they can um, because they do not want to be put in a position to where they have to go up against a uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team, um, and they just, you know, they just played them too, <laughs> and that's not that's not a game that they want to that they want to go up against. Um, the Thunder definitely want to do as much as they can to get a fourth seed or a third seed. If they could if they can knock the Rockets out of that third seed spot. That's a good. That's a good win for them because then they'll be positioned. Check this out. They'll be positioned to play against the Spurs, and the Thunder and the Spurs is a good matchup. Either way, but I feel like the Thunder could get the better of the Spurs at this point. Um, with the Trailblazers taking that number three spot and then going up against the Spurs, I don't think that would be a, a much suitable matchup for them. I think the Spurs could give them, uh, you know, a run for their money, pretty much. Uh, the Rockets going up against the Spurs. I can see the Rockets easily beating the Spurs. Um, Spurs might want to fall down to the seventh seed. They might have a better matchup with whoever has the third uh, seed. Um, whether that's the the Trailblazers, if they get to the third seed, they might want to have that matchup more so. The Jazz, I think they could really clinch a sixth spot. They're only one game behind. Uh, the Spurs, and there are a couple games behind the Thunder and the Blazers. So that's why I'm saying there's just so much that's going on into this Western Conference scene right now. The Clippers are just right there um, as well. I mean, these teams are just six games behind, seven games behind the Warriors for that number one seed. And there's not really that many games left in the season. Um, I think there's about probably like, what, eight or eight or ten games left if I'm if I'm not mistaken so you know there's just so much that can just happen where the seedings just get all screwed up it's just that the kings are just so far behind the rest 
there's no way they could catch up and clinch that eighth spot. And, they, and that's why I'm saying they could play spoilers. For these last, you know, teams that they're playing, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule here. And let's see, games that they have left. So, I mean, they had a competitive game with the Sixers where they lost by 10 points. But, I mean, hey, they still they still played good. They played well against the Celtics. So, the Kings, you know, the Kings were at one point in the eighth spot. They got the they got the Bulls, they got the Nets. So, you know, they could spoil something for the Nets, the Mavericks, Suns, Lakers, Mavericks, Pelicans. And then uh so let's see March. So they got the Rockets, the Spurs, the Rockets, and then the Jazz, and then the Trailblazers as uh five of their last seven games of the season. The other games that they have with the Bulls, the Nets, the Mavericks, Suns, and Lakers um, are before that. So, you know, they got, you know, they got, they got some time to build up some momentum and build up that steam to where teams fear them. But once they get to the Rockets and to the Spurs, man, and the Jazz, they play the Rockets twice, and then they play uh, the Spurs in between the two games with the Rockets, and then they play the Jazz and the Trailblazers. And then between that, they play the the Cavaliers, the Pelicans, um, twice as well. So I mean, finishing up their season, I mean Sacramento, man, they've improved a lot. You know, considering some of the changes, I mean they've been iffy. You know, and and they got Harrison Barnes though, which was I would say a good trade. You know, at first it looked kind of like iffy, but it turned out to be a good trade. Uh, I see that chemistry working out good. But the Kings could spoil it, man. As far as March Madness, they're still wrapping up the bubble uh, game. So, yeah, like Oregon and uh, Washington, I believe that are or Utah State, I believe that are, are playing for for one of the last spots. And I think when when I do my bracket, I'll do my bracket on Sunday and I'll release it. But everyone has this hype on Duke, man. I have a feeling that Duke is going to get knocked out the first round. I'm going to just say it right now. Duke is going to get knocked out in the first round. We're going to get upset. There's going to be this team that's going to look at Zion and be like, bro, let me just send you to the NBA draft as soon as possible. (laughs) And, you know, Zion might just, you know, quit and just go to the G League right away if he's smart. But, you know, Duke, with all the hype that's been going on with them, I just feel like Duke is just prime to get upset you know in the first round of the March Madness tournament but we'll see Sunday I'll have a better uh idea of how the how the matchups are going to look like in the tournament and I'll be able to release that on Sunday if you guys follow me on Instagram C-I-S-C-O-L-U-C-C-I Cisco Lucci if you guys want to follow me on Twitter it's at it's uh I-T-S and then capital C-I-S-C-O and then L-U-C-C-I, it's Cisco Lucci as my Twitter handle. Um, if you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's SilkySmooth916. That's my Snapchat name. Um, and then also if you follow me on Facebook as well, my Facebook page, Cisco Lucci. You can find me there. I'll be posting up my March Madness tournament brackets. I'll have four brackets that I'll be working with. Uh, a west coast east coast north south midwest i would say as far as uh, favorable teams that i see um one of the teams i'm i'm really looking at is villanova i think villanova can make a run for it um they're a pretty contentious team i don't think seton hall though is going to be doing good this year they're just barely trying to get into the you know 
get into the playoffs as well for the March Madness tournament. But we'll see. Sunday, we'll check that out. Next up, we'll be talking about uh, Killer Mike's Trigger Warning. Yes, Trigger Warning from Netflix. If you guys are Netflix gurus, I'm sure you guys already checked it out by now. If not, oh, you definitely want to listen in on this because... like I said, social awareness is a big thing, and what Killer Mike is doing right now is fucking great with that Netflix series. So without further ado, let's move on. So Killer Mike, the rapper from the Run the Jewels hip-hop group, he's a Grammy rapper, you guys might know him for his strong support for Bernie Sanders. And even though I may not agree with a lot of his political stances as far as like, you know, leaning more so towards the left, I have to commend, I have to give my, you know, my respect to this man because he has wise words, he does have wisdom, and he has a deep, profound, uh, I guess you would say like perspective on, or just consciousness, a level of consciousness that not a lot of people have really. Um, just towards his own community and I think everybody has to have the same level of consciousness towards their community as well Um, regardless of racial ethnic you know backgrounds regardless of differences um, we all have neighbors that do not look like us but we still live our day-to-day lives we still have to interact we still have to pass by them we still have to take out the trash you know bring it back in we still have to you know watch for one another's properties you know with you know good intent you know it just no just you know no ill will towards one another what killer mike is doing with his netflix series uh trigger warning is great um he has episodes where he spends three days just trying to spend his money in the black community in his community he's trying to spend his dollar keep his dollar as long as possible in his community and one of the facts that he brings up for his reason on why he shows this in his Netflix series uh, Trigger Warning is because he found out he he pulled up some studies where the black dollar, the African American dollar stays in the community for 6 hours as opposed to other communities where they stay for longer periods of time whether it's days, weeks you know, or longer but he, he found out that the black dollar stays in the community for only six hours and he found out that it's because a lot of black owned businesses were thriving during a time of segregation you know this is post uh, this is pre-desegregation uh, he, he, he was describing it i'm just paraphrasing it now that um, you know during the times of segregation communities of ethnic backgrounds um, that weren't white had to spend their money within you know their community they could only support their own businesses they could only interact with their own businesses they couldn't go to white establishments white establishments for the most part um these include also social services as well you know government institutions um and he made a really really strong point on that and i and i looked at and i looked at the rest of his of his netflix series um, to where he opened up a, or he founded a new church he founded a new country um, he went to a senior community and, and did a show for them and a lot of them actually you know responded and for the most part in an open-minded manner they, they actually were receptive of his of his performance and it's very cut 
dry, straight to the point type of series. Um, you know, I'm not really doing too much justice, um, you know, speaking about it because it's just that good. It's just that good of a series. Um, but you definitely got to check it out. It's on Netflix. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because here in Sacramento, um, if, if you guys are familiar with our city, if you're not local, here in Sacramento, we have different pockets of, of the city that are strong communities of, of particular ethnic groups. Um, you have like the little Saigon, which is a strong ethnic community um, towards South Sacramento that's mainly, you know, just Vietnamese, Hmong, Laos, Thai. Um, and then you also have the Franklin uh, District, which is mainly Hispanic, Latino. Then you have Freeport, which is mainly, um, you know, Far East Asian, like Japanese, uh, Korean, uh, Chinese, so uh, Taiwanese. You, you have you have those types of communities, and then you have like the Oak Park, the Del Paso Heights. Um, those are strong, um, you know, African American communities um, as well. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of pride in, in you know in Sacramento, and I just feel that I've seen some progress. Trust me, and I'm not really criticizing the people that are making these strides in, in Sacramento to, to push this type of idea of building up your community from within, investing in yourselves. Um, but the way that Killer Mike was going about it and how he presented the format, a layout, pretty much a, a playbook on how to do it was really, really nice. Um, and, and, I, and I was just inspired by it because, you know, as much as we want to be inclusive, cultures differ for, for various of reasons, and we all can't just be the same. One shoe doesn't fit all type of scenario, right? And if we truly want to understand where each of us come from, if we truly want to be prideful in who we are and not have the type of racism that we see through the rhetoric, you know, from both sides of the political spectrum, I must say, um, to really understand one another, to really be knowledgeable in your roots, to be confident in who you are as an individual, and to not try to seek the validity of your humanity from someone else. Um, and Killer Mike did that very well in this Netflix series. And this ties into to business because um, right now, socially, if you're aware of the fires that happened in the state of California, a lot of the damage was caused to poor maintenance of PG&E as reported. This is report. I'm not giving a, you know, I'm not trying to slander the company. I'm not trying to, you know, talk shit about them. Um, I'm just saying what's been reported and what's been discovered is that a lot of these fires were caused by negligence, poor management, pretty much of the equipment that provides the energy um, that these people, you know, rely on, that we rely on, really, because PG&E is really the biggest uh, supplier of, of gas and electric services in the state, especially in Northern California. And there's no other alternative to it, really. There's no other competitor. So it's a tough pill that we have to swallow because if you live in, if you live in California, you know that they're raising their rates because they're about to go bankrupt and they have to pay out these fines. They have to pay out these lawsuits. And, you know, a good coworker of mine from AAA when, uh, before I left, uh, showed me that 
the stocks for PG&E are $20, yo. 20 bucks a share. If you buy five stocks, or five shares, sorry, of PG&E stocks, that's $100. At one point in time before shit hit the wall, their stocks were trading as high as 50 bucks. 50 bucks a share. That's a 30% gain on your return if you buy a stock at 20 bucks and then you flip it and you make an extra 30 off of it. Imagine that. So I'm bringing this up because I'm looking at like myself. I have Acorns. I use the Acorns app um, to, to invest, to look into for, you know, uh, portfolios and how the market is trending. I, I, I learn a lot through Acorns. They provide a lot of, of valuable information. And then I'm individually looking at these companies' portfolios and what their move, what their moves are, because once PG&E goes bankrupt, they're still going to get in business and they're still going to be raising their rates because they have to offset those liabilities and maintain their assets. So what's going to happen? They're going to be, you know, generating a lot more revenue. And if you're someone that doesn't know much about retirement, and again, I'm not a financial advisor. As a disclosure, I'm not a financial advisor. These are just my my thoughts on how on how this shit looks like. Because of Killer Mike, I'm just I'm looking at things on a bigger picture now. I'm looking at I'm looking at the full menu. I'm not just looking at the appetizers. I'm looking at what's for lunch and what's for dinner and what I can drink and you know if they got a full bar or not. And right now, what I'm what I'm finding out is. The appetizers are like at Chili's, where you uh, where you get two or three for the price of one. And, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is really, really enticing. And this is a really good opportunity for for low income, for people that don't have uh, you know equity, to start generating equity. Because you buy these stocks, you, you park your money like you would in a bank, right? And it's not going to collect interest as you as you would hope for it. But you, but you look at the stock market and you hear about Trump talking about record low numbers of unemployment and, you know, we're doing fantastic, fantastic deals and, you know, we're blowing competition out of the water and he talks about tariffs, tariffs, tariffs. And, you know, you look at the stock market and it's performing really well despite it having its up and down. If you, if you play the stock market game for a 30-year period, this is why you got to start young when you do this. Um... You're gonna see some some good results, and again, I'm just looking at I'm looking at a few. I'm looking at PG&E. I'm looking at Sprint. I'm looking at T-Mobile or uh, Verizon. I'm looking at uh, High Times. High Times is a cannabis one. That's that's a hot one because High Times is selling at eleven dollars a share, which is dope. That's like hella cheap. So these are so these are some low stocks. I'm looking at Xfinity, Comcast, right? Um, so th- those are some stocks that I'm looking at, and they're sharing. They're they're selling at about between 50 to like as low as 11 bucks, right? That's the range that I'm that I'm looking at because that's some that's a reasonable price to pay if you want to start getting into that game. Um, and, and I bring it up because. We need to start looking at these companies that are profiting off of us and finding ways to establish our equity in these companies. They're publicly traded companies for a reason because they want to raise the money. They want to have our money. So, hey, if we're going to have my money, I want to have some ownership as well. That's how I look at it. Uh, and Acorns does a, a fantastic job of that as well. If you're not familiar with the Acorns app, 
uh, Acorns, what they do is they round up every transaction you use your card with, and they also have a debit card platform that makes it 10 times easier. Like 10 times easier. Like you just you tr- you get your direct deposit into your Acorns account. You use your debit card just like you would with a normal bank account. However, every time you swipe that card, if you're paying $1.50 for something, right? It's going to treat it like you just paid 2 bucks cash. And you're going to get some 50, you're going to get 50 cents in change. It's going to take that 50 cents and it's going to, you know, it's going to put it into pretty much like a piggy piggy bank as as I would describe it. What it excuse me, what it really is is a portfolio of investments. Electronic funds being traded. And and they're smart because they're only taking the spare change of what your transactions would be. You know, naturally what you would do with the spare change is just put it away. Maybe you might put it in a, a compartment in your car into a, a physical piggy bank, but it doesn't accumulate actual equity or interest. It just sits there. It doesn't move with the rate of inflation like money should do. And a lot of people misconstrue money as a means, but money is a tool. Money is not the means by which you survive. Money is a tool by which you navigate to survive. So if you so if you have boiling water, right, and you just let it sit there, eventually the boiling water is going to evaporate and you won't have any water at all. But let's just say you put the water, you boil it, you have a bag, grabbing all that precipitation, the evaporation of, of the water, and it collects in the bag, you'll be able to actually still maintain the liquidity of that water that you just evaporated. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty dope, you know, and, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking that just to give you kind of physical uh, or, or a visual, um, you know, depiction of, of what that can look like in your head, pretty much like, all right, so instead of me just putting pennies and quarters away in my drawers or in my compartment in my car or whatever um i can i can still have the access to that money and i can see my money work for me when i'm when i'm using it not only that but they got brands yo on acorns that will actually invest money back into your account for doing business with them for for spending money with them which is really really dope so you know killer mike is one of those dudes I, i strongly suggest you guys check out because he brings a lot of awareness he spits dope game and again like i said i really don't agree with you know a lot of his you know politics as far as like you know the system you know how to reform it and stuff like that but he does have wisdom as far as how you can make a a big impact in your community and those are ways that you can you know you can incorporate um you know your you know your money into the game and, and have equity so you know check out his netflix series killer mike um, you know, triggered warning, and also check out the Acorns app. Um, if you like a link, I will be posting the link on my social media again. It's Cisco Lucci um, for IG. Uh, it's Cisco Lucci for Twitter. Uh, Silky Smooth nine one six for Snapchat, and then Cisco Lucci, just simply Cisco Lucci for Facebook. Um, so you know, I, I appreciate you guys tuning in today and, and listening. Um, and hopefully if you guys have any questions, if you guys want me to elaborate on some stuff, um, if you guys have any ideas or topics that you guys want me to talk about on the next episode, um, just feel free to call in. This is the anchor.fm app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, do it, man. Anyone can start a podcast. 
anyone can talk about whatever they want. Anyone can, you know, share their ideas and their opinions. Everyone has a voice on Anchor.fm. It's one of the best platforms to use. So definitely, definitely uh, download the app. That way you can stay up to date whenever I launch a new episode, yo. Um, so without further ado, we're going to get into this 5x5 five five mix that I usually do at the end of all my episodes. It's five songs, uh, you know, that I choose from my Spotify playlist. Um, so you're going to hear some Burner, you're going to hear some Chewy, he's from Sacramento. You're going to hear some uh, Big Crit, and you're going to hear, uh, you're also going to hear some Travis Scott. So let's go. Again, Mouthpiece Hustlers Podcast. <laughs> 